Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 658, Weep Nachos. And you will weep. Ugh. Can you be so bored that you cry? How does Close. that work? Yeah. You can, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this would be a good test. Yeah. It'd be a good test of that theory. <laughs> so, uh, cry macho. Oh, my God. With and by Clint yeah. Eastwood. Uh, a day. So I guess before we dig in, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and uh, follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. It's called the League of Show Shares because we're hoping you will share an episode. It helps us so much, and it doesn't cost you a thing. And people who were kind enough to share an episode last week include Librarian Cynthia, Ralph Tribble, Tammy Sherman Powers, Chris Williams, Jason Weesey, uh, Gabriel Lugo, Heather Sachs, Laura Connolly Quiddick, Lane Levanway, ATL Bone and Bread. That's a new right. one. That is a new one. Yeah. So welcome. In Session Film, Talk Nerdy to Me, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, Minorities Report, The Movie Journey Podcast, The Podcast That Wouldn't Die, which I don't know what that's about, but I take <laughs> the name. Yeah. Although I think that we, we're kind of that. We are kind of that. I mean, that's we're, what they call us. Yeah. 659 <laughs> episodes, right? 58, well, whatever 50, I just said. 58, yeah. yeah. Uh, invasion of the Remake, Geek to Me, Radio Video Advocate, We Have a Hulk, Spoiler Piece Theater, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast, Ronnie Castle, Kathy Woods, Matt Naglia, Chris Wilson, Feel and Film, and binge movies. Thank you so much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. And you can also check out our Patreon, which is the way to help us that does cost money, <laughs> but we like you even better. And that is at patreon.com slash real spoilers. Five bucks a month. You get all sorts of bonus content, including insert content here. The new Halloween episodes. So I'll be doing, a, like I talked about last week, we've got I've got four episodes planned. We're going to try to break down uh, all of the different Halloween timelines because Thinking about it, I don't. I can't think of another franchise that has rebooted their timeline besides the X Men, maybe more than Halloween. James Bond. I don't, does that? I don't know. If that's much as the timeline. Yeah, they just don't really right? address they just it. Don't yeah. address yeah. it yeah. until Different. this. Like this is the most most recent one. Right. They started the one where they're just to like do world building. Have, yeah. 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 But they're like, oh, that Marvel thing over there. That's working out pretty <laughs> yeah. well. I guess we could do that. They kind of rebooted Wait, around the same time. Right? Did they? When was Casino Royale? But they wanna... Casino Royale, I guess that might have been around the same. But I don't think I don't feel like Casino Royale was them necessarily world building. That no, was but once that came out, and then they're like, oh, maybe right. We then that. after right. that, they started. It was like we could put they all of these that. together, yeah. with the same guy. Which I get, I get why you wouldn't because they would do one bond, and then they'd be like, oh, well, maybe we well they would. Yeah. You know? Well, no, so I Casino mean, Royale was two thousand six, so that was so yeah. pretty close. It's but that predates two thousand eight is Iron Man. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they, you know, so after, man, I gotta tell you. I just rewatched that. 
Casino Royale. Not oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. So good. It's, oh, it's so good. I don't know why parkour hasn't become more popular <laughs> in movies. It's so fun to watch. Like, I don't. Parkour. For real, yeah. like I like like when they incorporated that opening that opening scene in Casino Royale, fantastic. It's great, and there was that uh, parkour action movie that they made. It was all in French or something. B twelve, yeah, was something the name like that. It. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or and District twelve, no, District nine. That's I what I was thinking of. Yeah. It was called B twelve. Was it called B twelve or D twelve? D twelve, maybe. maybe. No, I think that D twelve is the Eminem. Oh, that is. You're uh, right. Yeah, side project. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, D thirteen. I'm pretty. A one thirteen. 210, 220. Uh, THX. Yeah. But um, that movie was a blast. Yeah. yeah. And then they well, they tried to remake it in America. With, right. With, yeah, there were two. Was that friends. with the Paul guy? Paul Walker? I think it was, yeah. 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 And, um, but then they were like, what if we remade this parkour movie but then didn't use any parkour? <laughs> <laughs> and because like, our guys can't do it. Yeah. yeah and I was right, like, that right. was like when I was in high school and we did a version of Meet Me in St. Louis but with no music. And what? Which is <laughs> honestly B thirteen. It is it District B thirteen. Okay, okay. Yeah. it began <laughs> life actually the stage play as a, as no music, and then they turned. Oh, it really? In, yeah, but it's it's awful, right? Like that's, sure, sure. That's the worst. <laughs> those are the worst parts of the movie yeah. when they stop singing <laughs> and starting talking. The good part of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's and I'm just like, who the hell wants this? In between, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, it's kind of like this movie actually. Yeah, no, this movie. All the way through is like that. Well, I know, but the, the non-talking parts <laughs> yeah. are like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't even know. But so anyway, the world needs more parkour. Is what I'm saying. I like it. I'm I like a fan. It. Clint Eastwood parkour movie. Oh yes, sign me he up. He can for only that. make one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and in his final film, yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, parkour I mean, we're macho. Go out. Co- yeah. Parkour macho. <laughs> Uh, Dig it. So no, he'd probably do twenty of them. Somehow. He probably you would. Know? He'd be yeah. doing parkour movies till he was one hundred and ten. One take. He's yeah. gonna do them in one oh, yeah. take. Well, he's notorious <laughs> for one that's take. What I'm that's yeah. a, he yeah. doesn't like to do multiple takes. Which I, I yeah, I mean the you know time is of the essence <laughs> for him at that age. Yeah. you know. Oh man. So uh, except well, for those, except for those uh, sex scenes, though, for God, some reason, yeah. he does. Damn it! <laughs> I heard he did twenty, thirty takes of those. He, he was like, kept, "We got, let's go again." We, he, just, we, <laughs> he didn't have sex scenes. It was just him refusing sex. <laughs> like that's which yeah, also but, but we'll it, get to. Yeah, it. we'll get to. But at that age, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's close. So, oh man! So I I went to see Alanis last night. Yeah, I did. I'm getting. I'm old. Did I, you think I, we ought to know? I, yeah, I did. It was. It was. She was great. That's what you said. Yeah. I couldn't believe how good she was. And my wife was there. Yeah, and uh, I did not go with your wife. Just, we don't want <laughs> oh. to start any rumors. We don't want people. No, we don't want people. That's Fleetwood Mac. It's a different band. Yes. It's all together. Yeah. We don't want people fan fictioning real spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I took my own wife. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I didn't even run into his wife. So, but uh, my ex wife was there. Yeah, I didn't run into her. Right over her. Yes, it was a different story. But it's you know, but I had to post lots of pictures just so she. Could see that I had better seats. That is that is some <laughs> snarky bull. <laughs> that is that's what social media is for. Would you put it past him? No, no absolutely not. No, it's, great. I, uh, it's fantastic. So I went uh, to to the concession stand. I just thought this was weird to me. I don't know if anybody else has ran into this. I went to the concession stand to get. Some something to drink, and I was like, I, was, I, I have done that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, I don't normally, <laughs> I don't normally do this. I know, I, I didn't. They were Pepsi, and I'm on Coke Zero right now, and so I was just mm-hmm. like, I, I say it like it's a drug. I'm on. Coke I know. Zero. Here's, uh, and I'm, on, I'm on the Coke Zero. Here's hoping that we get that sponsor. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, I'll just order water. 
And so I was like, oh, can I just get a bottle of water? And he's like, oh, we just have cans of water. What? And I was like. Oh, like an environment thing. I was like, cans of water? And I was just, and so then I was like, yeah, let's do a can of water. <laughs> I'm like, I thought the only way I'd ever get to drink a can of water was if I would like survive a natural right. disaster, sure. like a hurricane or another uh-huh. Trump administration. And, and, and so Anheuser I'm like. Bush sends a bunch so, of. So I'm like, and then I'm like, wait a second. Is is Live Nation about to charge me like eight dollars and some, for some FEMA surplus? Yeah. And then, I, but I didn't. I went from instantly from mad to like kind of in love with just the sheer audacity of it. Sure, right? yeah, like, was it bo- big though? Was it, it, big was, it was a big can. It's a big can. It, it's a big giant okay. can. Uh, uh, like like the twenty four li- like twenty four a liquid death of liquid death oh it is yeah. liquid that's death. what it's okay. called I'd <laughs> never heard of this you don't know liquid death no. Joe Manganiello is their spokesperson I don't know who that is he signed it yeah you do no he's, you know Joe Manganiello Mister Mister Sofia Vergara yeah okay he's in the new Pee Wee movie he's his friend that wants to go I never got I never got around to seeing you the never Pee-wee. watched the yeah. new Pee-wee. he was it's, the oh he was in Magic Mike okay he was the big like Tarzan looking guy bearded guy oh okay you know him no and I was just like. What a dumb thing. Flash Thompson's from this Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. This is the stupidest thing. I, first off, <laughs> it's water. Water is the opposite of death. Like, right. next to air, it's the most important thing you need for life. Right. And then, like, later, we're in our seats, and they're running ads, and the ads actually say... It won't actually kill you. Like if you got to tell people the product isn't actually going to kill people, we've reached the point. Like then pick another name. Well, they didn't used to, but but the reason you're talking about it the way you are is because that was their whole marketing. So Joe Manganiello signed a contract with the devil and sold his soul to become part owner or the sponsor. Like there's a backstory to it, and so like it got a ton of marketing back when it was first announced, and so their whole thing is playing up and water. <laughs> I hate everything about it. Oh. I hate like you get it in this can and it's got this Ed Hardy approved. I was gonna font. say, does it look like an affliction? Yeah, on it a looks can? like I mean, like it's metal because it's liquid death. You know, yeah, it's, and I'm just the... like, look, man, like it, like water doesn't need to be tough. It's water, <laughs> right? Like if 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 your masculinity is threatened by by drinking water, water? <laughs> by drinking water, like that's a problem, man. Wait like, a minute, are you saying that they should learn to cry macho? Yeah, they yeah. should. <laughs> I was just like, why do we need water to be tough? Tough water. That's tough re- guy water. Oh, I mean, that's it's got electrolytes. Like, what happened? Did someone make you drink Aquafina out of a hollowed out dildo? What happened to you? Well, like how that hollow- you're like how I'm, hollowed out? I'm really thirsty, but drinking this water might make me look gay. Oh, but I but, can't. Like do which that. way? Which way are you drinking it from the dildo? Like, <laughs> What's well, a double ended? dildo oh so it doesn't if, matter if in for a dime in for a dollar uh, I, i'm with you yeah with you. so yeah anyway liquid sense. death this is the opposite of a commercial liquid death <laughs> is the stupidest thing i've ever unfortunately heard. Liquid, i think they just got a free three-minute commercial out liquid of you. death just pulled they're like we we're gonna send those guys an email but we just listen you know how many own. times you just said liquid death oh. and we explained it like it's I mean, the stupidest <laughs> thing i've ever heard of if you're you drinking not... liquid death you look like a fucking <laughs> idiot did you drink liquid death yesterday they made me pour it into a cup thankfully but but it's like you wouldn't be talking if you went to get a bottle of water, you wouldn't be talking about it unless it was liquid death. Wait, wait, wait. Well, so they, I mean, they could have called it runny diarrhea. That's not a good, like, I would still be talking about it, but it's not well, a good. But you won't believe the kind of water I had to buy. Runny diarrhea <laughs> water. Yeah. Can you believe this? I think they went after a market that they were trying to that tap is, into. That is afraid drinking water makes them look gay. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it comes down to. I'm not like, drinking water. I'm so worried death. about my masculinity. What if somebody puts some this? <laughs> I can't risk liquid death. I didn't sound like it's got any Okay. Give me a can of that. Little do you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh yeah. my god. What a dumb So thing. wait, wait. So what they dumb, they dumb sold thing. you the bottle. They sold you the can. But then they poured it into a cup? Yeah, because like, uh, some, some artists are afraid they're, you're going to chuck things at the stage. Alanis Morissette is afraid they're going to chuck cans? She ought to know. Oh, well done. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an artist-driven thing because the venue hates it because it slows down everything. I bet it does. But, um, but it was only like out. if you're... So it was, you only had to pour it into a cup if you were, you know, sitting close to the stage. So like my ex-wife did ah, not have to pour it into excellent. a cup. Yeah, no. Which... <laughs> Oddly enough, she's probably more likely to <laughs> chuck a can into the stage, but uh, but well, she's they, little do they know she's got a good arm. So yeah, we'll just, she's got a cannon, so yeah. that's the problem. But uh, but yeah, so they, I we had to pour it into a cup. So how was Atlantis? She was amazing. Was she? She I can't believe that she still sounds as good as she did in 1995. Like, like Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, and she was it's the Jagged Little Pill tour yeah, like anniversary. anniversary. So she played yeah. all the I mean it was like Did she play any new stuff or was it she, just the album? She played some new stuff and then some other hits. She played like Thank You and Uninvited, sure. but she sounds amazing. Cool. Absolutely. Stunning. I want to watch the new doc. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't she know. She was not it, a fan of it. I haven't yeah, seen it, but, but she But everyone that's seen it's like it doesn't really make her look bad or anything so i don't know i think it may be a little bit like publicity to drum it up just to kind yeah. of like oh because you know now we all know she has a doc coming out which i wouldn't have probably yeah. normally but are you gonna drink one? liquid death while you're watching it no. from the can in a cup <laughs> i am actually so macho that i am not afraid <laughs> to drink water so uh anyway there's enough about the atlanta show but if you get a chance if you're in a different market i would highly recommend it it she was amazing. That's awesome. I couldn't believe like how much power she had, and like she would be just belting out things like super loud, like the like the loudest wailing part of a song for her, you know. Yeah. And she'd be holding the microphone like at her waist. She's got to. Oh yeah. dang! Like and in it was it, like she knows. Yeah, there are still like you ought to know. You, you ought, ought to know. know. Uh, there are there are acts that can that I'm st- always still shocked when I look at Dave Grohl. I'm just like how. How are you still screaming? Yeah, at that level. I mean, Axel Axel Rose can't do it. He can't. He has. I mean, he can do it a little bit. Takes but care of himself better than Axel. Yeah. That's probably true. Who's the gal from and, Heart? Nancy. Sure. I always forget which one sings. But it's Anna Nancy Wilson. I think it's Nancy Wilson. Okay. but she can still go. Yeah, like that gal could. I, I think I would. I would love to go to a Heart concert. I think they're good. I've seen them a couple times, and I think a lot of it comes down to if you had training. Oh, right? that's true. Like, and so yeah. um, I know that like Chino from the Deftones had issues because he, you know, they do a lot of screaming. Yeah. And then he was having throat issues and he went to see a doctor and the doctor was like, you're doing what? <laughs> and they're like, you know, you the vocal cords of a 900 yeah. year old man. He's like, no, you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> like, it's not how that works. And I know. Talk uh, to Vince Neil. Uh, well, he never sounded good. No, he didn't. He's, I mean, I have bootlegs from the eighties. He sounds awful. He's always sound. He's always been out of breath. They fixed that in post. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I they mean, did for yeah. those albums. I mean, for real, like if you listen to live stuff, I had like a bootleg from like 80, like the shout at the devil tour. And it was like, shout devil blood dies. <laughs> like he can't, like you, you sing it. Yeah. You sing it. <laughs> it's, he can't like, he's never been in shape. He's yeah. just been thinner. Right. But now right. he's, he's heavy and out of shape. But, um, but like Mickey Dolenz talks about how he never had any train like formal training, and Mickey Dolenz has an amazing voice, yeah, and still sounds great. And uh, and Halloween like, Zone, and he's like seventy four, I think. But he um, is he really? Yeah, he. But he was on Broadway in Aida, the Elton John thing, and when he got cast in that, they like they were like, well, you got to do this, you know. Like vocal training, you you but you got to do eight shows a week, and he was like, oh, and so they were like, let us teach you how to sing. Is that he, their 
parody of eight days a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. They were like, they were, so they were like, we actually have to. He actually had to learn how to sing. Dang. And okay. He, and okay. he credits it with saving. He says the two things that have saved his voice is one for twenty years nobody wanted to book him, and so <laughs> you, gotta, he, you gotta rest. So he's <laughs> like, I wasn't out like singing for three hundred people a night because like it, nobody cared. But he was like, but when I went to Broadway, they taught me how to sing, and and I tot- I sing totally differently now, but it saved my voice. So it, it could be that. That's crazy. Anyway, that's awesome though. Cry macho. Well, God, this first movie sucks. I, I gotta tell you guys, I signed a contract and a uh, liquid death. <laughs> at least maybe I should have led with at that. Least do it as Coke Zero. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I okay. I think Clint Eastwood is a is a fine filmmaker, right? I, I think the last thing that I he saw has of his, been, yeah. he has been right. Like yeah. he he knows he's what made he's, some. No, he's yeah. made some was, great movies. What was the yeah. last? What was the 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 Rubber Baby one? American Sniper. American that Sniper. was the last one I remember watching and being like, God dang! Like this is. A fantastic. I movie. feel like that was his last really big hit. Was there a? Was yeah. there a? Was the baseball one after that? He was well, the one direct he, the baseball one. Yeah, he just started he didn't? that one. Yeah, with, he just uh, started uh, with Amy Justin Adams, Timberlake, and Amy yeah. Adams. He didn't. Yeah, he just, just okay. Like started trouble it. with the curve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't I think, know why I know that. I did not look that up. <laughs> but after American Sniper, I don't think he's really made a hit like that. Or you know, I mean, he's making a lot one. The nine fifteen to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so this Jesus Christ this was probably one of the this is the worst thing I've seen all year this is a snooze fest it it's is a, I like I wouldn't so, say it's like one of the worst but it's just it's pointless it's, there is no yeah. point he, he's try there's a point somewhere in there that he's trying to make but the movie is not but effective what? in making the point like I even even if you go back and try to analyze like what are you trying the, to the say the point is that you shouldn't be macho the, he sums up the entire movie with basically his last line in the film. So this movie could have been a TikTok video. <laughs> All he's trying to say, he says... Can we says, get Clint Eastwood on TikTok? That yeah. would be fantastic. He says the, the last thing in the, the you know movie is like, uh, kid, he shouldn't have to be macho or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he right. says it and so they give you... Because at the end he's like, kid, don't drink liquid death. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know it's appealing now. It might have... Uh, <laughs> so it's like the whole movie they try to set up a whole bunch of scenarios with people being macho and clearly every time someone's macho it backfires and they're ridiculous like right. the ridiculous guy trying to get this kid back that is like the, the prat taking prat falls because you know <laughs> what I mean? like guy, hey, clint eastwood poor guy <laughs> clint eastwood is outdoing the 91 year old right. clint eastwood is punching and outdoing but he like falls in a ditch and he crashes right. it, whatever so the whole point is like, oh, see, if you're macho, it doesn't work out. You got to not be macho. And Which so, is just crazy for a guy who literally built his entire career. But, but it's career. okay. You can be self-reflective on yeah, his career. That's, like, that's a I, great I feel concept like for you him. could take that message and build a really good movie yes. around it. It's not this one. No, but there's it's not. It's Gran Torino. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. There's yeah. two hours of, hit, of them just doing this nonsense stuff, yeah. and they... They don't. They can't. That point at the end, which could have been really poignant, isn't because they don't make enough good examples throughout the right. film, right? Yeah. Like the kid that he's trying to find. Tom and I talked about this off air, but the kid he's trying to to find and bring back to the states is not macho enough, right? To no. be to teach I mean, him the lessons of I, don't be macho. I hate to bag on kid actors, you know. This he's uh, not good. This kid's the worst. And and uh, and I say kid, but he's got to be what fifteen. I guess, oh, and you know, like so in in Gran Torino, 
the kids in that movie were they were pretty good until like the really heavy lifting parts yeah. at the end. Yeah. And now the difference there is they they were trying to tell a specific story about a specific culture and that culture doesn't have many professional actors, especially child actors. That's fair. So they wanted to cast that ethnicity to tell that story. I think now you'd have a better shot. Uh, probably. With, with all the movies that have come out recently. Yeah. Now you look at Minari, and the kids are really great in that. Yeah. And, I mean, but, the, but these were, what was the, it's, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's like the, it's like H-M-O-N-G. It's, they're like a, it, it's. Hong? Hong, I guess, maybe. And it, it's like. A, like a sliver of Vietnam or right okay. next to Vietnam and and uh um and they basically like a, a a bunch of of that ethnicity we led into the country after Vietnam because they had helped us oh, fight sure, the Vietnamese sure, sure. Gotcha. and so there's a ton of them in Detroit and so that's what that movie that and so but they wanted to it's act a very specific right. subset. It, it's yeah. not just Asian actors. You're it's saying they just, gotta find that Vietnamese subset. Of, right. Got it. And, it's, it's not just going to Mexico. Right. But yeah. like there are lots of Mexican yes. child actors. Yes. I have no doubt you can find sure. and, and like uh but yeah, like this kid wasn't like nothing about this kid read as a kid who was trying to look tough. Besides, like being a street kid, and then, yeah. I mean, he has that one scene where he's he's taking his shirt off and he's got all the scars on his back, right. and he's just like, you know, I think Clint Eastwood says like, are those from living on the streets? He's like, yeah, some of them. So like the way he's kind of like nonchalant about, yeah, I mean, whatever. I just got I have scars but, but, on my back, but he didn't have grit. No, no. you know there was like, no, you're absolutely. There right. are so many good child actors out there that could present a, some kind of tough guy punk kind of attitude. And so, or street kid, you know who right. I thought of watching this movie because it's set in '79, and I know it's dumb because he's an adult now. But I was thinking of like kids that like were trying to look tough, but maybe weren't as tough as they were trying to appear. Kelly Leak, Kelly yeah. Leak, you are right, and and uh, from from Bad News yes. Bears and Jackie and, Earl Haley, right? Yeah, yeah, and like that. I mean, that yeah, those he, kids were some little punks. Yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. and they projected toughness even though they didn't have it. Like this kid doesn't project that no. at all. No. no, and and so I I think that the way I was that, thinking River Phoenix. Yeah, like a young River yeah. Phoenix kind of always had that little like when he was a kid. Yeah, right. Stand by Me had that little punk attitude, but right, you know. Now, now uh, this this kid, I think what they do in this movie is instead of showing you, they tell you. So that's where it really fails. Right. He just keeps saying, "I want to be macho." Right. I want to be macho, but they don't show you him being macho. So that makes it really hard because the the visuals are not matching what he's saying. Right. So you've got that. You know, yeah, he keeps telling us yeah. that it's important to him, but but He's nothing not about his appearance or his performance. You know, like, well, maybe we should start with the movie. And yeah. We'll, yeah. yeah, so basically, Clint Eastwood is like a horse wrangler for this. Who was this? Some guy? might call him a cowboy, maybe for, <laughs> former rodeo star. But who, who was the who was the guy he was working for? Like in real life, who's yeah. the actor? Dwight Yoko. That's who I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. Okay, also not a good actor. No, not in this. This was. I mean, this was not. Dwight Yoakam's done good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, remember he's like he's the the total dickweed in Sling Blade. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, right. it's not like right. Dwight Yoakam can't act. That's it true. It might just be the script because yeah. this could whole be. thing. And I know this is based on a book, but like, so it's based on 
a novel that started life as a screenplay that nobody wanted to make. <laughs> hashtag go with your gut. <laughs> um, and then, so then he turned it into a novel. And they've been trying to make this movie for thirty years. For like, are you for like serious? Fifty years. I oh, mean, fifty years. I mean, I this, the, the book came out in like seventy five. I think the screenplay started circulating in seventy three. And like people that have been attached to this movie, like. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger at one point, Clint Eastwood, who said he was too young, Burt Lancaster, Robert Mitchum. Mitchum. All three of those names sound great. Pierce Brosnan. They actually right. started filming this movie with Roy, Schne- Roy Scheider oh, that like years ago. Fabulous. And, and then I don't know what happened. But Clint but, Eastwood 30 years ago is perfect for yeah. that. Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood make, 30 years ago is you're absolutely right. That's what right. I'm saying. Like, yeah. He was old 30 years ago. Like He <laughs> right. was in his 60s. Like, but, why? He's, but he, so, he would have had the presence. The that's, the, yeah. that's the difference, totally. right? Like You look at this Clint Eastwood and there's one scene where he's walking. Uh, they're walking down this road. I know exactly the scene. And, and I'm he's looking at his past the storefronts. Looking at his knees. Yeah. And I'm like, God, yeah. he's got that old well, that's man what, walk. That's why they did the time lapse when he was walking down the street. Remember? <laughs> yeah. When the oh, co- did when they? The truck gets stolen and yeah. he's walking down the street and all that they needed to do was show them walking down a street <laughs> and the shot actually transitions from them at the start of the scene to the end of the camera like yeah. i mean the, because even, it, even looking at it even looking like at his they, hands they had to do that we made fun of them doing that for liam neeson so he could jump a fence <laughs> right like we're, they're doing it for him so he can literally walk from point a to point b which we're not trying to make fun of him totally. because he's of his just age, he's an old man but he yeah. shouldn't be in roles that don't work right. around and, a and 91 year old yes age. There are points in this movie where we're supposed to believe that he's beating up people yes. that are 60 that years punch, younger than him. Yeah. When and he takes a swing that first time and misses the guy, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're fast, old man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? And, what? and you know what? Uh, Clint Eastwood, 60 years or 30 years ago, even 20 years out. ago, it right. also would have been believable. Yes. Right. Yes. 70 year old Clint Eastwood was in his prime for this role. I think 60 something would have worked, but 20 years ago, 70 year old Eastwood. Perfect. You're old enough, but you're still strong enough, and you've got the. When he's fighting people in Gran Torino, which is probably not 20, but what, probably 12 years at this point. Um, I think it's more than 12, even, isn't it? Or it's 2009. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, like, that's believable. Like, that would, those scenes were believable. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, he's at the point now. Where it's un- it's not believable. Like this, two thousand eight. This, this kid, okay. it was somebody maybe limited release. I think, was, I think, I think it, yeah, like it, it, it nine here. Sorry, I don't somebody, know why I remember that stuff, but yeah. with dates, sometimes I can just see the poster and the year. I don't yeah. know why they go together. It's pretty impressive. I don't, I don't know. Why. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> I, if you show me nine squares and you flip them over, it, I will take me twenty turns <laughs> to guess where they are. But if you ask me what something, because it's like when I was in high school and getting into movies and college, and like I think I just associate yeah, I, my I love of movies and it just link it to certain. Times. They connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, now, like the uh, easy point of delineation for me is like, did I review it? Right. And That's, I'm like, yeah, okay, happened. it came out. So I started reviewing movies in 2000. Right. In 2000, I, I have reached that point yeah. now with with the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I was like, do we? I know we talk. I saw mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, but like this, like at 91, somebody blows on him. He's like, Ooh. it just doesn't work. And again, Clint Eastwood is an incredible director. Like Unforgiven. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he obviously has made a ton of great films. And back when he was just an actor and sure. Dirty Harry is a great like, movie. He, and... To me, he was always in the, in the Man With No Name series. Good, bad the Ugly. Pale yeah. Rider, all that yeah, stuff. I mean, he is the quintessential tough guy. Yeah. Right? I think he's but better he... than John Wayne, like acting-wise. I, uh, I, could, I, I mean, John, John Wayne was kind of... Have you I don't seen very many John Wayne movies? 
Like for real, I've like seen not big one. I've yeah. not seen like the big there, ones. I've seen there, like it's it's easy to it's easy to take a dump on John Wayne, yeah. like it, for a lot of reasons. And I'm but, not saying a dump. I yeah, just mean I think yeah. he's more talented. But than like famous. John John Wayne has he he basically he did get into a rhythm, yeah. and you see a yeah. lot of variations on a theme sure. for sure. <laughs> but like he has turned in some amazing performances. Yeah, sure, sure. But but I, I I agree with you. I think Clint Eastwood. With those, I mean, I love those, like the fistful of dollars for, oh, yeah. for a few dollars the more. Sergio Leone that's stuff, that's great. even Pale Rider and um, uh, Hang 'em High, like yeah. all that stuff. I think is fantastic. But Unforgiven, man. Unforgiven. Every time someone talks about Unforgiven, I'm just like, I want to watch that movie. There's, yeah. you know, so you know, there's a there's a remake of that. There's no. a ja- there's what? a Japanese remake of that starring. Um, I like that. It's, an actual uh, Asian remake yes. of an American. Yes. Do they, make, do they make them samurais? Yes. That's no. great. Now that they no, it's, it's the opposite. Uh, yeah. who's, the, who's the guy who played Razagul? Not the the oh, Ken fake. Watanabe. Yes. Yeah. Is or the Clint East, He's the he's the Clint Eastwood character. That's cool. Yeah. That's really I like I think that came concept out, of I think them it came flipping out it back. Twenty thirteen. Like ever since Magnificent Seven. You know, like yeah, that's totally. a really cool thing that I think uh, that's right. Instead of westernizing it to easternize, right? I, I've no, never. I totally. That's real. I'm gonna seek that out. That's cool. No, I have to look it but up. yeah, I just Clint Eastwood's amazing. So we're not taking a dump on Clint Eastwood, the man, the actor, Clint Eastwood. But Clint Eastwood would have been perfect for this when they were developing it 30, 20 years ago, even. But he's too old for the role. He doesn't have the impact of the macho guy that is is macho, but trying to like undo his macho ness. Like you don't believe that he's still really that macho, yeah? No, because he doesn't seem that macho, and and it doesn't work on that level. And then he's playing against a kid who thinks he needs to be macho, but doesn't act macho, and just says I'm macho. And so there's no like the lessons they learn are really not impactful because neither of them are really believable. And the circumstances they get into are not believable for just the way they act and look. Yeah. So no. you get two hours of them just kind of hanging out, and I'm all for a good quiet movie. But this movie has very little to say, at least effectively, and so it ends up just feeling like such a snooze. Like I, I cannot believe I started watching this movie at noon. <laughs> so if I would have watched it any later, I'm sure I would have been passed out. But I, I made stopped it. it and came back to it. Yeah, but I mean, when they're just like, you know, just walking through a city and then just hanging out doing stuff. Yeah, in a I little feel like restaurant. This movie is very '70s, and they missed their window to make it. Yes. Like, yeah, I feel like this movie could have been made in the '70s very effectively because there were a lot of movies like that, yeah. more quiet and contemplative, and 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 more just kind of lived in and. And but also, there was like a spark to them, though, right? right. So like, okay, when the when the drifter comes out from it, out of town, and it and that spark when they work is are the actors, yes, right? and, so, right. and the chemistry between the, I was the gonna two. say the chemistry yeah. between them, right? So and him and the none. kid have to have chemistry. They don't. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood and his love interests. If you see him dancing with the lady, and you're like, what a nice touching. Okay, uh, Butch Cassidy and the right. Dance yeah. Kid. That random ass. Raindrops drop in romantic scene. Worst part of an amazing movie, <laughs> but but it <laughs> but, works for some but, reason. But it's like, better but, than what. But, but yes. there's chemistry, and you believe it. So Clint Eastwood gets his raindrops moment where he's just like dancing with the small restaurant owner in this little town that ends up helping him, and the whole town ends up falling in love with him. Like there's a story there if you believe that these people have this chemistry, and right? Everything. But when they don't, you just look at it and you're like. Oh, this Ugh. is just so boring, it you is, know. And that's that's it. That's there was no line. spark there to this movie. Nothing. And this is a this is a slow walk through this long ass movie, just um, to get to him saying the point of the thing. Like, <laughs> don't be macho. Yeah. Well, 
no Eastwood says oh, and Eastwood I don't think it, he yeah. has a Spanish accent no he does but, oh he does okay. yeah 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 I missed he, that maybe yeah. I did fall asleep see that's what I'm saying but yeah uh, yeah so Dwight Yoakam says hey he fires him basically because he's just a drunk and he's old and you know Dwight not good Yoakam. at his job anymore. but we find out anymore. that it's like Dwight Yoakam should have fired him 50 years ago like this dude has kept <laughs> like, him he, around he, and he had a him. moment where he was really good but it's been a while and right but he fell him, off a horse he, yeah, and got injured, and, he, and Dwight Yoakam still paid him yeah. to keep him around, and paid for his house, even though he couldn't work enough to pay for it. And like he, Dwight Yoakam is not a bad in the sense that like of firing Eastwood, he's not a bad person. Right. You understand why eventually, yeah. where he's like, you yeah. just what? What are we doing here? You're never getting better. I'm paying you. I'm, I've done all this for you. You can barely walk. <laughs> Looking at those knees. Yeah. There's it's like he shows he... up late for work. It's like, what else do you have to do? You yeah. know, like, aren't you up at 4 a.m. drinking your coffee? Like, 90-year-old guy. I mean, like, why, why are you late for, like, at this point, and this is what he's saying, it's like, if you're late, you're doing that on purpose. Right. You really don't care. Because, like, you got nowhere else to be. Yeah. You're right. not out late. Right. You're, come on. So he goes home, and he just, you know, uh, he, but then. For a year. For a year. Then Dwight Yoakam. So now he's a year older. Yeah. Right. At this point. Yeah. Uh, so Dwight Yoakam calls him up and says, hey, I need you to go to Mexico and get my son. And, he, and Eastwood's like, what? Which is where I texted Tom at the premise of this movie. I said, this is ridiculous. You're telling me that this guy who just fired this guy says, oh, you owe me. So now you have to go across the you're, border. You're the only one tough yeah. enough. Yeah. You 91-year-old right, right. guy that I just fired owe me. So you have to go now basically kidnap, as it will be viewed, my son across the border and get him back from this dangerous situation. I'm like, this they lost me from that point. I'm yes. like, this is a ridiculous I, So, premise. like, this, this premise works if Clint Eastwood's character what has is Liam been, Neeson from Taken like well, yes is awesome right right, right. Yeah. If, if he's the man with no name That's, if he's Dirty yes. Harry right and he's just this old guy that is just shuffling through life but he's not he's like a horse wrangler and that's what he did. Well, but no, he he was a rodeo star, so he should have okay. been pretty. Because they they show you in the in the flashback yeah, right, that he's right. a rodeo. So he was this big tough guy rodeo star because uh, they you got know, Scott Eastwood to do that. Those scenes. Somehow his injury is front page news. <laughs> um, a small ab- town above the fold, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but so like he's super tough, and then he he kind of transitioned into coaching. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And so he he and Clint Eastwood's like, all right, but it's a ridiculous sure. ask. It's a this <laughs> yeah. is a ridiculous ask of anybody to do this because yeah, if you have these, if you're some kind of secret agent or something, okay, fine, that's one thing. <laughs> but you're asking a lot of this guy. Like this is a ridiculous ask. And so I thought that the whole movie's based on this premise. Right, it's just it's ridiculous. It's, this whole movie's ridiculous. And this Who, this o- a, this opening ten minutes is is pretty bad and yeah. and it's because they want to get to the to the premise i i credit them without wasting their time that is true but it's like Clint. It, it's yeah. so it's just like it's it's so just like here's a scene to establish that he's he's old and past his prime here's a scene to be like go get the kid now go get the kid like i half expected a kid to be a rubber kid the entire time <laughs> not working with kids well here's crazy? but he, and then here's an hour and 50 okay sorry to their credit it's like an hour and a half movie which hour like, 45 thank, thank god okay. yeah. but i i messaged tom again i'm like i'm so glad this isn't one of those two hour and a half movies but the yes. next hour and a half is spent just dawdling mm-hmm. through yeah. mexico not not having sex with a gorgeous mexican woman so he, so he goes to well, mexico and he decides he's he, he's going to start with the mom that who, who has custody of the right, child? Right, and he he 
he goes to her and in this massive mansion who yeah. she's got to be like a cartel members like I mean, she's, she's gotta be something up to up to no good there's yeah. something it she is, has a huge mansion with bodyguards right. that are right trigger happy you know yes. like she is someone that i don't but they don't explain it right and that no. could even be interesting if she had some kind of operation going on and he stumbles into that and right. he has to avoid that but yet it's but just like, like it is, you're right like they just check his id they're like all right man we'll see you later yeah good luck yeah. finding that kid at the cockfight yeah like, and i do love that he cleans was like oh the cockfight like yeah, okay, and he did, the first one he goes he just like, goes right. to the, the, like the there's, cock, there's oh, a, the marquee yeah. cockfight tonight. O- only one <laughs> cockfight in Mexico. Mexico. Yes, correct, and he just happens to pick the right one. Yeah, and then the cops show up to bust up the cockfight. <laughs> Oddly enough, I don't think cockfighting was illegal in Mexico in 1980. But go on, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it's illegal there now. Uh, there's one like. Their version of a state, I think, oh, where it's okay. still legal, but I think for the most part it was outlawed in 2012. I looked it up. <laughs> outlawed yeah. in 2012. Yeah, I looked it up because I was like, I don't think that was illegal back then. Like, <laughs> I, and I had the same moment of like, not entirely convinced it's illegal now. <laughs> like, and but uh, so I don't know what the cops were busting up. That's weird. Yeah, but then so then but like, it it definitely feels like the mom does not give a shit. Well, no. that's how they okay. They've the, given up on. She's given up on the. The kid. mom. They say in the movie like the mom is with a different guy every every night or whatever. You yeah. know, she's constantly that's her bringing, choice. Yeah, it's that's fine. fine. But, but, but not nineteen eighties. In nineteen eighty. Oh, I'm you're, sorry. You're sorry. Slut. You're right. But, yeah. What but, was I thinking? But, but like, but I mean, she's she doesn't care about her kid. She's bringing home a different guy and telling the kid. He says that she he has to call him uncle which these are strangers and right. so he doesn't feel comfortable with that and uh she he gets beat around he's got bruises like she is not a good parent you know like uh, absolutely she says that she says that it's like some people just aren't supposed to be parents yeah right. like and she's like line. i would love my son if more were he macho <laughs> basically <laughs> but he's not but he's not el macho right but, but yeah. so she says good she's luck like look at my other son randy savage <laughs> yeah, right who i love immensely. he's like dig it <laughs> i wish this was a macho man biopic oh i think this might be the first time ever i that was a wrestling I, reference i, I avoided it because i didn't want to get the bell but i yeah, right. sure you didn't so so chris evans so chris evans is randy savage <laughs> so he's so she says yeah i don't care you're not gonna find them but if you can find him fine take him like i don't like, care whatever which is <laughs> yeah. clear until later but then on why is she going after him does she know that like it, because it's a pride thing once once it actually happens she doesn't think he can if you know look let, like i'm not saying i'm speaking from personal experience but <laughs> If you have a woman who's completely incapable of being a child and you're trying to take the child, they're still going to fight you from what I've read. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not it's, have it's, experience from yes. said issues. Maybe. Yeah, this is a pride issue because we find out later on that uh, the the hus- Dwight Yoakam, Dwight Yoakam abandoned, doesn't want them abandoned them, didn't give them any money, just he you know, wants left them. As them. Like, he wants them as like, he makes it sound like, and it, it's weird because Dwight Yoakam says he's being abused down there. It's he's running on the streets. I just want him up here where he's safe. So initially you're just like, okay, I get it. Your son's in a garbage situation. You're trying yeah. to get him out. And then as Clint Eastwood calls him, apparently it's taken him at least a month to get from <laughs> point A to point B. He says that it's been a couple months. It should have taken a few days. Well, yeah, like been... at one point he's like, it's been two weeks. And I was like, two weeks. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I know. They're really taking Mexico. their <laughs> It felt like a couple yeah. of months. Uh, but he says he's like, I like 
he wants to use the kid as leverage. Well, that's like, the reveal. That's, that's the re- an hour and twenty minutes. Like that's the last thing in their phone call that you find out is he's like, yeah, I've got this investment, and to avoid taxes, I co-signed with her, and so now uh, the investment's matured, and I want to get the money. So he's playing Eastwood and using the kid to get the money. Who do you? Who, what if there was an act? If you were to put somebody else in this role, current day. Who do you think would be this character? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, dang. What I don't good? know. I don't think he's got the toughness. What, of the Dwight Yoakam character? No, no, no. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. oh I'm saying like Dwight Yoakam Dwight, I could, could see be that. Philip yes, Seymour yes, yes. Hoffman. I'm thinking Punch sure. Drunk Love. Like he's that's, that's, on the phone. Yeah, he's like, that's good. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, but that would have been cool. Like <laughs> yeah. that type of someone with the gravitas. Yeah. Is, like, is, there, could, is there an actor who's in his... Late sixties, um, early seventies. Like a Duvall, younger would have been really good in this role. Yeah, because he can be that tough guy, but older. But Duvall still... always did. Ed kind of Harris. Ed Harris Ed is a brilliant Harris choice at his age now. Yes. yes. Ed, Ed Harris. Yeah. Like is if you're the making one. this movie today with the right. Ed people, Harris does Ed still Harris. look like he will knock it, you out. Does anyone watch Westworld? Yeah. Yeah. Ed oh Harrison yeah. yeah Westworld yeah. is this he character. Is this character. He That's is true. that tough and that yeah. much of a badass. And he owns it, so he's uh, up there in age. He's got to be in his eighties, right? Like, no. he's, oh, I don't think he's in his eighties or close to eighty. I, I mean, was thinking Robert Redford, Redford too, like yeah. Duvall or Redford. I mean, the... Redford today, I think, could still pull this off. Ed Harris is seventy. Oh, 70. Okay, that, sorry. But not Ed, quite Ed Harris is a good... But, but a Ed good Harris... And, but that's also Clint Eastwood at 70. We said it 20 yeah. years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. those tough guys that can still own it at, at 70 work in this role. And he's completely miscast you, at 90... At probably 90 when they filmed this. It just doesn't work. Do you think those actors that kind of embody that tough guy role exist anymore? Like, I don't think if that's... You, if you were to look at, like... It's not what Hollywood wants from right. an actor in the same way that's anymore. That's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? There was... A, I mean... I'm not even talking. You can make like, a movie about that about the, how tough guy actors the, are out of work. Yeah, in know? the oh, 70s man. and 80s, that was the height of of macho, right? You yeah. wanted tough. They wanted tough guys. That's not. I mean, look at your action stars now. That's what I was thinking. It's it, it's Chris Pratt and it's Chris it, Evans. It's skinny. Yeah, and it's Robert Downey Chris Jr. Pine. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He's a little bigger. He's a little more like the Evans. Evans is a big dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, yeah. Hemsworth. They can. Oh yeah. Is yeah, more yeah. of the yes. traditional. Yes. But but they're not tough in the same way. Not tough. The the build like right right yeah. There are but certainly I think, lots of people. I'm, I'm in thinking great... of like that attitude and that grit that. Right, there are certain lots of people in great shape, but I'm talking about that exude this macho, tough guy. Like that's not what people want yeah. from their action stars anymore. Yeah, I'm just. It's interesting to see like how that has changed. Like, yeah. well, and and I, I, that started to change. I mean, Bruce Willis was the answer to the was, '70s and '80s action hero. Was you have him in Die Hard? It's like this guy doesn't look like an action yeah, hero. Yeah, but you still had the Stallones and the Schwarzeneggers and the Van Dams. But and, it started though. That's true. No one. That's true. No one would ever. That's. He's Michael Keaton in Batman. You know, it's like, who yeah. is this guy you're getting? You're oh, getting Michael re- Keaton. Michael Keaton as in this, Clint, movie. In this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that. Because I heard he did really good with the protege. And in the protege, yeah. protege is not bad. It's it, a fun little. I mean, okay. So he actually has action scenes, fight scenes. Uh, in the yeah, I think so. I mean, it's been forever since I've seen that. But I well, think there's the one that just came out this year. Oh, I was thinking of the American. No, this one just came out. The protege with um from. Uh, yes, Love Island or whatever that movie. Love, what was that movie? Love Boat. What did we review? The TV show Love Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. What's the? I just can't. I'm blanking on Maggie her name. Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Okay. She is does action. She actually like broke her back during oh, the dang. filming of this movie and still like continued the next week or something. Like she did her own stunts and stuff. So she's in that with Keaton and supposedly it looks really good. Like, yeah, he there were stand ins and they cut around it, but like he does action choreography. Back to be Batman. So yeah. you know. But like I've heard that he did pretty well, so I haven't seen it yet, but knowing what people did that saw him doing action in that movie, it's like, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I it, I'm just thinking. I I was thinking this the the new the new action star started with Matt Damon. Yeah, like that's the, an, the Matt Damon yeah. is kind of like the Bourne stuff. Yeah, because even I mean even I think as, he's in the same boat as Willis, as, as jacked yeah. as uh, I think Craig ev- is. I think the evolution away from the the tough guy is is Bruce Willis. And I agree. Hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the you pinpoint it. That's that's yeah. exactly. I mean, he even did he, he's even got a did foot a in both Eastwood remake. He's got a foot in both worlds of like he could still play tough guy, but he could also do the other. And yeah. and and it's hard to remember because that character evolved. Right, away, sure. It turned sure. into tough guy. But in the first three, he wasn't. But, yes, and Diary with a Vengeance, he's still every day. Yeah. It is. It's interesting because he does have. You're right. He does have that presence where it's like. He is smaller in stature, but he could still kick my ass. Yeah, right. Like, like there, yeah. there's that there's that thing that that you need to be able to present yourself on screen, where you're just like, I I understand that he's five foot four yeah. or whatever, yeah. but still, like there's there's a there's a look to him. We're just like, yeah. eh, maybe I'm not gonna test him. So I just think it's interesting, like that the we have complete like the the idea of an action star sure. is. The superheroes, like that's who they are now. Well, yeah, and, not... and and cinema's always evolved. You know, think about it. it used to be like Errol Flynn as Robin Hood. Robin yeah. Hood. You know, that yeah. was your action star. You know, sure. those those type of uh, swashbuckling epics were the action stars of the day, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And so then it, it evolved into your Stallone, Schwarzenegger stuff. I mean, there may have been stuff in the middle, and I guess more the noir stuff. The detectives were kind of not there was that much action, but those were your tough guy, were, yeah, macho. Yeah. You know, and then it was yeah. that Stallone stuff. Then it was. Well, they were now it's superheroes. They were tough in attitude, but their but their physical toughness was you know because also. the business end of a gun. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like that yeah. Was, right, right. You know. So the idea is like I'll just break you in half. Yeah. 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 I mean, you see those guns he's firing in <laughs> Predator or whatever. Those ridiculous. Oh, oh, you mean like the actual guns, not his, guns. not his biceps. I mean, you see those too, <laughs> yeah. and they're huge. So yeah, the idea of the action star and what's macho has evolved, and I think that this could have been a really good movie, especially reflecting back on his career. But it seems to be coming in twenty, thirty years too late, and so it doesn't have that impact. It's not interesting or written well enough. And you know who would have been good at this if he was still alive? Hmm. Burt Reynolds. Absolutely. Burt Reynolds. Without yeah. question. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a that's a good call. Uh, yeah. So, so he, really th- they go to this little town. They've got to lay low, you know. From- so first the, the, the mom like is firing all cylinders at Clint Eastwood. And he's like, I'm good. It's like, what? Yeah, that's yeah, when he goes back. She, he he goes back after the cockfight, and she wants a little cockfight of her own. Yeah, and, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And she's basically like, if you don't have sex with me, I'm going to call the police and have you arrested for being American. But <laughs> in what world does this woman and she's go like, after it's, 90? It's a, du- it's a double thing, right? In what world does she go after him? In what world does he turn her down? In a world where it don't work no more. That's yeah. also true. Yeah. Today's, uh, today's uh, episode brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
But it, just, it was just ridiculous. The fact that he even cast himself in this role <laughs> and then was, you know, swatting them away like flies in this yeah, movie. Yeah, there's the other gal. There, he's got Come two. He's, he's got two beautiful women. Which yeah. I get it if he's 70 and he's Clint Eastwood. That's, and, that's and, different. And, and you've got 20 more years and you want to start a life with this guy. And I totally am all for it. But he's 90. That's only going to end looks in heartbreak. Like she's probably in the, 50 the, the, the mom. Something. I would say late yeah. 40s, early 50s. That's yeah. only going to end in heartbreak when you start a relationship with <laughs> yeah. a Well, I also and, think and, the and, mom and, doesn't care. And a good looking. Right. Yeah. 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 Both of them. But I just, I, it just makes me feel like what kind of life do they have? And I'm, I'm not trying to deny anyone love. Yeah. That's great. But I just mean that he... I mean, it, it happens, but here's the first off. But like, 90 and 50, but you don't have any time left. It's, that's, it's still, but it can still happen. But the fact that it happens twice in the span right, of three that's days. that's my point. Is like, like, I mean, come and on. And the second gal is significantly older. She's probably in her late 60s, early 70s. So she's closer to his age. Yeah. But Clint Eastwood is not, I, look. But so here, I haven't seen the mule. But from what I understand, there's oh, a scene yeah, like this the in the mule one. as well, where where a woman comes on. Is it also he, a Mexican? But woman? He, I don't remember. But he's too. Maybe he has a type. He's too. He's too virile and t- and I'm. It's like him swatting away Get the vagina. That's what and I'm that, saying. That's Clint Eastwood it, in 1979. Yeah, he needs to. Why he should realize he's 90. I don't care. I know you're Clint Eastwood. You're amazing. We love all you know a lot of the stuff you've done, but. You should be able to realize if you're the director in charge of this movie and you cast yourself, I think you have to look at yourself and be like, I'm not much. Like, that's the whole thing. You need to learn that you're not much. You get, I think you, I have our answer. Tommy Lee Jones. Also a great choice. Yeah. yeah. Also an absolutely right great here. choice. Tommy yeah. Lee Jones going after doing all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I could. Those are those are three solid choices. Yeah. And we got Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He should have just directed it. And I think uh, it, with with two does better Tommy, actors, even does Tommy Lee Jones still act? Did he retire? I he I might he be semi retired. He just did something recently, I think. But Gene Hackman, I he's definitely retired. He's retired. Yeah, but put him in here. Well, you yeah. know what? Put him at this point. I'll even go watch old stuff. Man, he's so good. Sure. Yeah. So I miss. Fantastic. I was just thinking of miss him, and he's retired. Yeah. Unforgiven. Yeah. 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 And oh. Quick and the Dead. But yeah. nobody talks about that one. No. Um, Is that the one with Leo? Uh, yeah, Stone, I believe. Yeah, by directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, well, he was in Ad Astra. Oh, barely, but, but he's he is in it. I mean, he's the, yeah, he's in the spoiler. He's the MacGuffin he's, he in is the, the film. He is the uh, MacGuffin. And, but he right. just made a movie called Wander and something called The Comeback Trail, where he plays Comeback Montana. I want to. S- I think it might be a cowboy movie. <laughs> no, the, that's the one that looks really interesting. I think now, I could be completely wrong, but I think he is the actor in Western movies, and this is like a Coen Brothers type thing where the investors, like the producers, want to claim the insurance. They want to kill Duke Montana because he's so old and have him do his own stunt so they can kill him and take the insurance money. But he won't die, and he's still awesome, even though he's old. That's <laughs> that what sound, that movie is. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, and because I caught a preview before a movie. I, obviously, I don't usually watch it, but I saw it, and I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. That sounds fun. It's a dark comedy. I Coen. do like it. The poster looks awful. Is it a Coen Brothers? It's it's trying to be a Coen Brothers movie, but I don't remember. Director who. George Gallo. Okay, no. Nope. This is Gallo's humor. Written by <laughs> Josh Posner. Okay. A whole lot of nothing. But is a it, pill in a beezer. No. That's Mike Posner. <laughs> yeah, What's the synopsis? Different. Did I get it close? Is that the one I'm thinking of? I think so. Two movie producers who owe money to the mob set up right. to st- 
set up their aging movie star for an insurance scam to try and save okay. themselves, but they wind up getting more than they ever so, had. So that's what, I mean, it stuck with me. I saw that one time right. two months ago or whatever. I'm like, okay, that I'll watch. And he's a grizzled old cowboy actor. <laughs> De Niro and Morgan Freeman. Are oh, that sounds it. all right. Yeah, De Niro is one of the producers. Yeah. And so it's like this As long dark... as he's not anything with Zac Efron, we're doing all right. And it appears <laughs> like he's in something with Dax Shepard. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I got to tell Niro... you, put him back in something with Zac Efron. Yeah, De Niro, obviously one of the all-time greats, but he is in paycheck. Yes, his oh paycheck yeah, era, with the exception like, of the Irishman. Right, but you know he came back to do that's what he does. Yeah. But though all the guys did, but De Niro, I mean, he gave us all those movies. He gave us yes. He he's, he had a great run. <laughs> For much longer than you would have thought yeah. before yeah. he finally started said, taking all the money. Right, I'll and take even the... when he started taking the money, he still made some pretty good... Analyze, Analyze this. this. Analyze this is really good. And, and even the first Fockers, the Fockers movie. The first Fockers yes. movie. And, and then he was but just But those like, weren't paycheck. Those were like, okay, this I is... I think they were a little bit of both. No, but I think that was how he dipped his toe into the water of Yeah, paycheck. but I mean, they were good oh. enough where but they you were don't good. say that was just a paycheck. Absolutely. He was in... Yeah, playing the retired mob guy, so he mm-hmm. still had his foot in that kind of thing, but also the comedy and the ridiculous absurdity of it all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those were still good, but then this era is the d- bad, dirty, dirty grandpa, dirty grandpa, Ugh. and all that. Like, but so bad, you know, whatever. It's terrible. Yeah. So basically, they the, now they're on the run. They're on the run from the federales. They're on the run from the mob. Whatever the, whatever, the, the whatever the mom's thing. into. So, okay, real quick, we got to mention, though, that so he comes back. He convinces the kid. He said, your dad wants you. And he's like, why would he carry Bandanos? He said, no, your dad's the, the head honcho at the ranch. And He's, I'm a, hon- a, he's a honcho? Yeah, I'm a cowboy, and you're going to learn. You'll be you'll have the run of the place and learn how to be a cowboy. And this kid thinks that's really macho and wants to be a cowboy and wants the love of his dad and everything. So they're like, okay, I'll go with you. And uh, the federales come around, and he runs away. So you're like, okay, this kid's in some trouble. He's clearly in trouble with the law for the cockfighting and all that stuff. And then he goes back to the house, like the guarded mansion yeah and he's just he just walks in does and just walk, taking like his, stuff yeah, right, and the right. bodyguards come with their guns drawn and they're like <laughs> what are you doing here and he's like and, you know so they bring him to the mom and then this is the mom is like all right you're gonna have a drink with me this time yeah. and then she gets into her nightgown she's already says, in, like she's in the night she's in like the but she takes the, her the cover night, up, yes, she, off she says come son come to the bed with me and he walks around to the other side like, nah. and then this is where he <laughs> denies her he's like i gotta get going and she takes this offensively and says i'm threatens him with calling the police and all that and then she's like you're not taking him he's my property you know he left us and you know blah 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 blah, blah. so now it's just a matter of of pride where she's just not even so she doesn't care about the kid she sees him as property where the dad also we find out right we don't think at this point but he views he it as property, property yeah. to, to a leverage to get what he wants. And so you're dealing with two terrible people, which he later on says, like, yeah, he'd be better off with the, out the both of you. That's a good line because <laughs> yeah. it's true. And um, it does have moments. There are moments where I was like, I kind of like if I could get more of like the comedic, like Henri old man Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I think I'd be on board because like there's the one scene where they're in the diner. He's like, can I wear your hat? And he was like, no. Yeah. Not touch my hat. What's wrong with you? Right, right. Well, that that's where also the movie is tonally um, awkward because he's trying to be macho and he's trying to live with his own macho ness and realize for himself that you don't need to be macho and all that. But they go from him and the kid having no chemistry and all that stuff to then it seems almost like two buddy buddy like right. in that scene. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, shouldn't yeah. be comedic at that point because he's still like, oh, this is just a job and this kid's a punk. And there's a scene it, where they're like sleeping out in the desert 
at the around the campfire. Yeah. And the kid's telling his backstory, and he's like crying while he's telling the story. And I'm like, this kid would not cry while That's telling the, the story. Yeah. Like, the, if this kid, I'm super macho, like, maybe Move it on the streets. Maybe later in the film, if this is going to be a. a, a a moment where he shifts right but like that's not that we're establishing like we haven't established that he's tough like why is he crying like it's yeah it's dumb so it is dumb. so they they go to this small town and uh they're running from the the cops and so the the shop owner who he later falls in love with is like helping them out and telling the sheriff like get out of here you know they all know each other in this small town she's like no you get out of here you're the deputy not the real sheriff and <laughs> so he this is where an hour of them uh dancing eating townspeople are coming to him because he's a ranch hand and he knows how to take care of animals they're bringing their dogs and their horses I and did whatever like, that's another good line where he's just like Man, i can't fix old old dogs that's an old yeah. dog like i don't want to tell you right <laughs> and it's a good line i don't know how to fix old but yeah yeah um and so which is also i think kind of meta I it mean, is a little bit a little bit yeah you know so that whole thing happens and then finally they, they he gets them to the border. Yeah, time to then, go home after then, an like, hour I, of what? Nothing. Yeah, that's and then like he runs. Does he go to? He goes to his dad, and that's it. Well, at the end, Eastwood reveals he's. This is where he like opens up to him because they've been buddy buddy and they've been you know been through whatever all this experience has been. He's like, I got to tell you, kid. You know, your dad. Just so you know, like he does care about you, but also there's this property. He opens up to him, and the kid is just like, you, so lied, you lied to me. me. Yeah, they like they. And, come out with this last and, minute tension. Right. Yeah. Eastwood's like, no, I didn't. They were like, oh, we forgot we need conflict. Right. Yeah, right, right. Tell a story. And so the kid is running away from him, and then the cops find them, and they pull them over, and they're like searching their car, turn it open, and at the end they're like, no drugs. And Eastwood's like, also Eastwood being like mouthing off in this ridiculous yeah, yeah. manner. I'm like, shut up. You would not. I got to tell you, you, guys, you know what? You could get away with that as an old man, old white man. In America. In America. In America. Maybe. But in, in Mexico, Mexico? Were these mm-hmm. guys, I thought the guy was going to go back and kill him. Because they're yeah, like, gonna, he they're going to find drugs. Yeah, he go, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. The fact that he made it like he was that tough and didn't end in, co- in a confrontation right. between them was ridiculous. Cry white is, privilege. So I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was mouthing off like in a not okay way with these guys. And so they're like, why were you running? And the kid's like... Like, if you didn't have drugs. And he's like, oh, well, you know, my dad, this is my uncle, and I'm trying to get home to my dad, whatever. And then he and then he bribes him. Like, what are we trying to teach? The moral of the story <laughs> was you, he's learned enough right. to where you should be cool enough to it's bribe the, cops. It's the first manly thing the kid's done in the whole movie. <laughs> right. And then there's, and then it's like, this is the point of movie where you're supposed to learn Wait, being. He palms the money. Yeah, yeah he's right. Like, yeah, I think hey, we're good here, right? Hey, Don't you marry And that's yourself. like the big moment. It's like, no, no, no. You're supposed to grow out of doing things like that. The whole Say point hello of the to movie, your mother for me. Why was that a good thing? Like, no, bribing officials. Now you're a real man. Like, it's so think, stupid. I think they were trying to say that he figured out a way to solve the problem without violence. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I bribe mean, you're not wrong. Exactly. He does <laughs> no, solve the problem without violence. That is true. Okay. So anyway, but then the the bodyguards that like only one of them, we see two in the beginning. There's yeah, one the whole way. And this poor schmuck and, keeps getting knocked out yeah. by Clint Eastwood. And like we said at the diner, he the Clint Eastwood or he swings at Clint Eastwood or something and then he dodges it and then Clint Eastwood throws a punch and he's like, You're fast, old man. It's like, No, he was not. If fast. you mean dodge, Clint Eastwood just kind of like lean uh, backwards about an inch. Yeah. <laughs> and then so he ends up hitting him and then 
and the guy says, oh, they're trying to take my kid. And then the kid's like, no, he's lying. This is my uncle. And then shows his scars and everything. And then like 20 Mexicans come around, <laughs> yeah. snag the bodyguard and start <laughs> right. punching him and just punching him. <laughs> so they did solve that I with did, violence right. I did like where I did, That's another scene where he was like, well, we got to go. Yeah. Let's get out of here. And so anyway, but in the end, yeah, he brings him to the border where Dwight Yoakam's there. And then the kid goes to America to be with his dad. But then Clint Eastwood goes back to the diner after he had already left that right, like that's a sad right, moment that's right, yes. the, the the woman her four kids or whatever like they all love him and, grandkids well and he becomes a part of the town yeah, and everything yeah, but yeah. he's like he has to leave he has to go back home and so it's like no he stays there which you kind of could predict from a mile away that, yeah. like what life does he have back there what to go live right. in the place that he can't afford and whatever so right. he goes back and they dance and that's it ends. man this they movie make a pie <laughs> oh don't get me started on the, the kitchen scene i watch that and i'm like oh my god don't do it when they're making tortillas yeah. like, do, oh they have god. do they have labor day in mexico <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know but it was bringing back flashbacks and i was not liking it <laughs> this movie sucked it, it did. this is a so boring oh, it was so boring so i don't get what they're trying to establish no i it was but not. at the end the very last line again that he talks to the kid was the line which is like you shouldn't have to be macho and it's like self-reflective where Eastwood learned that and he's finally passing it on to the kid and that would have worked had we seen a movie that presented those macho concepts in a good way but that was the best line like the most poignant thing in the film and it's like wow that was a long walk no (laughs) pun intended literally a long walk to get to that line and that lesson and yeah I heard half the budget went to the driving scenes. They had to CG out, <laughs> CGI uh, out the blinker. Oh he left, he, left, he left it on. Oh the my gosh, Clint Eastwood drive, driving <laughs> in the car. Oh, looked like he was driving an old 70s station wagon or something, you know, with the huge wheel. Yes, yes. Yeah. And there was one moment where, like, he, his arthritic hands, like, oh, gripping no. the wheels. I like, know. man, they're going to have to get, like, the... the the set medic to get his yeah. hands off why, that steering wheel. So why was this movie set in 1980? I don't know. Maybe because they, the because that's written. when they could. I get mean, the there cars. was no reason for it to be. No, like I I don't because because modern day masculinity is different. I think they would have had more trouble. But with nobody's Eastwood masculine directing. in this movie. Yeah, I, I know. Guess, there's no, there's no I, level of masculinity in this movie. I guess you, it's easier. It's and, easier to believe that he was a big giant rodeo star in 1950 than right. to believe he was a big giant rodeo star in 1980. Yeah, they'll have to change I guess so much true. stuff. Yeah. to to adapt to modern day. And then again, with modern days, and they'd probably have assault rifles, and it'd be harder to run from them. And the cops would have their super fast cruiser. That's well, you true. know what I mean? It's just dating this movie in this slow setting and old that's setting. why that's why a slasher movie won't work in 2021 right it's i mean it's hard it, it's, to... it's gonna be ins- you're gonna have to find a spot for be like uh go into the middle of the woods where nothing works right. yeah. and then maybe we can make this happen <laughs> how every horror movie has the same scene where like we don't get cell reception <laughs> yeah, here right right yeah. right the our cell phones don't work the internet's down yeah, right. this town yeah. is like a time capsule yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we'll find out. That's in like three weeks. Well, it's, it's over there on HBO goes. Max. If you want to second guess us, yeah, but, uh, do not. I yeah, I was telling people I usually don't say anything before the show, but I'm like, do not waste your time with this movie. If you're, there's a lot of movies out the last couple weeks. Yeah. Released. There's uh, Kate on Netflix, who I thought was really, really good. Was, yeah. Um, I mean that was really great action, gory action, crazy stuff. That's uh, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead's really good in it. Give me um, that Huntress movie. 
Yeah. Or TV uh, show. But, but I mean, that's an excellent movie. And there's like, uh, everybody's talking about Jamie on Amazon Prime. If you're a musical person, that's really good. Um, I mean, there's so many other movies that you should spend your time on. And I know the new Eastwood movie may sound appealing. Yeah. But this is not. Go watch Unforgiven. Yeah. Oh, this, easily. Yeah. Totally. Or the 2013 version. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. So anyway, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Uh, do we know what next week is? I thought it was the the guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal. I think that's on Netflix. Could be an option. Yeah, yeah. that's Netflix. I think. Oh well, we will see. So uh, we'll figure it out, and then then you'll know. You'll know probably before we do. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know how that works, but it Perfect. does. So anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, uh, Bobby Lee thinks Butch is drawing a gun. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.